Hello and welcome to episode 54 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and the walking Wikipedia himself, Mark. Hello. Hello. A chat around... What's that? Don't know, just, just comedy hello. All right. Chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, food and highbrow science. You know, the hard stuff that no other podcast dares to go near, I'd imagine. It's too mm. hard, isn't it? Yeah, I It's too struggled. hard on the brain. <laughs> We're all working pro- Oh, here we go again. One of these days is going to be the end. You go off and die, and I'll carry on doing this. Um, we're all work in progress, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives, no matter how, <laughs> how cut short they are. And if we make I'm just... Back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was fancy doing one on my own. Like Jesus on Easter Monday. Was it Easter Monday? Jesus doing it. Jesus. I don't, I don't okay. know. Um, do they have days then? Or do they have days after? Anyway, we're getting off the... Mm. I don't even know where I am. Uh, perfectly imperfect lives. If we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this then our work here is done make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to us on your favorite podcasting app and if you know someone who you think would get something out of this pod then please let them know spread the word for us we'd be very grateful and remember you can get in touch with us on email at imfinecast at gmail.com coming up warm up and stretch got the usual catch-ups mm-hmm. bookmarks mm-hmm. uh work-life ballet looking at the why i've realized <laughs> when, when you go through this this structure is there to be kept to because i was listening to, back to the last Hold one on, it's only taken four or five months to realize <laughs> no, but i was sort of saying something like i'd like to contents. talk about this and you went no we're in bookmarks yeah. we're not under illusion <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was like i'm a puppy and i'm like i want to share quickly mm. let mm. me mm. okay things i know mm. uh, we're looking at the why Mm. Why's and wherefores and brain food uh why as humans uh, we always seem to want and strive for more thought we'd have a little look at that mm. uh, and in mailbag i've got a surprise correspondence for you and um <laughs> very excited about it uh and i've got some life hacks and actually one life hack that could save your life so it's all okay. part of the public service broadcasting that we're doing here now um you look quite nervous about my, my surprise correspondence. Hack, so. Oh, right. Okay. I oh, know the correspondence I'm looking forward to. Okay, cool. So let's get on. So, Mark, you are looking radiant today and you're oozing positivity. Just let me check my notes. Thank you for those kind comments. You're right. I am radiant. I think it's the spring weather that has made me this way. Thank you for noticing as well. You too look radiant. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> You've actually got your pad as well. Preparation is key. You, yeah, I actually you've got picked nothing it up. on it. You just, I just rumbled. Yeah. You've got nothing on it. No. See what I did there? Yeah. Any reason for your radiance today? I don't know if I am radiant. I was just going along with the... No, no, you're not. I was being sarcastic. Okay. God. No, I'm just... I'm just... Hardly. <laughs> you're oozing something. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? Mm. Sorry. I didn't mean it. Ooze like isn't a nice word, is it? No. Unless you're a river. It sounds like you're leaking. You're not leaking. <laughs> no. It's been a long morning. Lovely day, mm. isn't it? Glorious. What? Glorious. Uh, I haven't been out. Oh. Have you? I've looked at it from in here. It's been very, looks very oh, nice. I can walk again, like Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> he flew, didn't he? Or was that Icarus? Icarus, yeah. Oh, is Lazarus a walking version of that? Yeah, walking. What did he, he get too close to? Anything? Um, wasn't he like Rise Again, Lazarus? Don't know. Jesus like mended his legs, I think. Um, oh, you're, you're the walking Wikipedia, so you should know Every time things. I say it, I just go... One of these days. It's got to be right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one these days. Here either. we go. Tappity tappity tap. Lazarus. Here we go. Wikipedia. In the temple. Uh, the miraculous story of Lazarus being brought back to life by Jesus is known from the gospel according to John. Okay. 11 colon 1 to 45. Was that? I don't know what that is. What's that? Chapters in the Bible? Chapters and verse. Okay. Uh, Lazarus of Bethany was the brother of Martha and Mary and lived uh, at Bethany near Jerusalem. Is it? Oh, that sounds like a really long yeah, story. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, got... Jesus made what it better. What did he mend? 
Made him better. It was something like Rise Up and Walk, wasn't it? It doesn't matter. Oh, what was la- no, it does matter now. What was la- Lazarus' sickness? Uh, oh, no, Lazarus, uh, who died of progressive illness such as sepsis. He was dead as witnessed by many and entombed for four days. And then did Jesus bring him back? Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus! Did Jesus bring him back to life? He did. Okay, well done for him. Thank you. No, I'm <laughs> no, able don't to... Take, you can't take... Res- you can't take... Well, thank, don't say thank, thank you, you for, for Jesus's good goodwill and no, talents. No, thank you for confirming to the oh, listeners. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I just thought you were claiming that one. It's one of your own. Where are we anyway? I have no idea. I was going to say that because of ye old beta blockers that we covered last week, oh, yeah? my heart has changed significantly and I'm now able to walk over a mile without getting any spikes. Oh, that's fab. So it's really good news. It's, it's brilliant do- news for my mindfulness. Mm, this dosage, is it? Or... Dosage and having just taken it consistently for a period of time and oh, got cool. the dosage oh, okay, right. Okay, that's cool. Um, Good. So, of course, what happens now is now I can walk a mile, and it's only taking about twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's taking about twenty minutes. But, All right. So it's not like you know. So instantly is now, with, is this with your frame or without? <laughs> <laughs> what happens now is that um, obviously I'm looking up the diary for the the UK Sprint Championships because obviously because you that'll be the next step I'm cured so uh, yeah so that's really really positive for me because it enables me now to start planning walks Hmm. which will increase my mindfulness yeah and make me less even even more cheerful on here right you won't be fighting me so much that's a good thing right you fight back (laughs) no don't you start it (laughs) (laughs) to me to you no, we were talking about how you can spend the track, uh, uh, sorry, the, I should call it the test and trace. Yeah. Pardon me for getting it wrong. I'm saying mm. track, but it's called test and trace. Uh, how we how to spend uh, the billions on gaining traction for the app, you know, free Haribo and uh, and just um, other more helpful and charitable things. But I had to edit, <laughs> I had to edit out the bit where you said, for half a billion, we could get rid of the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to leave it in. Did just it come across it. wrong? It was brilliant. I know exactly what you meant. It was just a... You just had images of mass bulldozers <laughs> picking them up and putting them in a giant skiff. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a confusion over Viagra and Mr. Whippy, didn't we? Yep. I'm, st- I'm still not Did you quite edit sure. that out as well? No, you left <laughs> no, that I in. Did, I did leave that in. But I think I found the thing that you were you were referring to okay. by a guy on Twitter. This is back in November 2020. Vivek Ranjan Agnithotri. Mm-hmm. Who, who tweeted, the company Pfizer, which announced the vaccine against COVID-19, is the same company that created Viagra. Yeah. Therefore, we can fully rely on the announced vaccine, because if Pfizer was able to raise the dead, mm-hmm. they'll much more easily cure the living. Is that what you were referring to? Yes. So that fits the Lazarus story as well, doesn't it? I guess it does. We've got a theme, haven't Ooh. we? Yeah. Well, that's probably where it ends, to yeah. be fair. I've got some Hadron Collider facts for you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to literally ram them into your face. You ready? Are you ready? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Just because it's going to wind you up. <laughs> Good. Go on then. Uh, Cost two point six billion to build. I think we covered that. It houses nine thousand three hundred magnets, mm-hmm. uh, pre-cooled to minus one hundred ninety-three centigrade, uh, using ten thousand and eighty tons of liquid nitrogen. That's a lot. Mm. They are taken down to minus two hundred seventy-one centigrade with liquid helium. Mm. It fires protons and lead ions around a 17-mile circular tunnel. Tell you one no more. The protons, when the machine is cranked up to full power, travel at a mind-blowing 99.9999991% of the speed of light, or 11,245 laps every second. How many laps? 11,000 laps of that 17 miles every second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's 671 million miles per hour mm. are you not impressed by any of this none of it 
600 million collisions. I don't take, even believe any of it. 600 million collisions take place every second. The collisions... Well, that's gen- clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> All that, and they, yeah. You they need can't to make them miss each in. other. <laughs> the collisions generate temperatures of more than 100,000 times hotter than the sun, which I said last episode, and the last one for you, because I know you, yeah. you, know, you don't want this to yeah, no, no. The inside of the accelerator is an ultra-high vacuum, a cavity as empty as interplanetary space. Uh, this is so the protons avoid collisions with gas molecules. Good. So, a stoat is bigger than a weasel, but smaller than a ferret. Uh, yeah, you're quite right. And a stoat, half of its tail is always black, which I thought was a great fact. This is, yeah, that's a good fact. Well, the end of it is not random half. It's just like, what? not sections. <laughs> no, but the end which, half. Which, which end? The end The half. back end. Yeah, and they're tiny. You, I always think they're like, they're like 25 centimetres. What, stoats and weasels? Yeah. Well, I thought they were massive. No. Well, I thought they were like... How big do you think they were? Like a cat? I thought they could bring tiny. down a donkey. <laughs> a group of You're them. You're thinking of the honey badger, aren't you? Yeah, well, they're from the same family as badgers. So there's yeah. badgers, stoats, weasels, ferrets. You haven't got this written down. You really are wicked. Wic- well, you said do my homework. Hoodopedia. <laughs> yeah. So I did. According to the internal status update, uh, the cause of the LHC's electrical glitch was a fouine. Do you know what fouine is? It's French for weasel or martin. Okay. The mischievous mammal seemed to have chewed into one of the collider's electrical transformers, triggering a short circuit. Unfortunately for the animal, it didn't survive its shocking adventures. Uh, Pop goes the weasel. Whee! <laughs> Lovely jubbly. Um, There's a keeper. <laughs> it is, yeah. When you're doing your 18 hours of editing. <laughs> they, um, do you know what family that the weasels and stoats belong to? Is it something like Merkide or something? No, it's Mustelid. Well, it's close enough. It is. Nothing like. No. Um, what do you say the differences were? We had a badger. We had a badger living in our, um, like well, an outhouse. Well, as a lodger, like paid lodger. Badger the lodger. And I know um, you had kind of childcare help, but was this, <laughs> was this the, <laughs> was this the one after the tea yeah. towel lady? We, we, yeah, we gave she, up she on her. Hired, and just left, hired a badger. Left three three young children with a badger. <laughs> I've seen um, wind in the willows. He looked quite responsible in that. Yeah, they're the serious ones, aren't they? They're they're, yeah, they don't mess around. If they kill chickens, they only kill the one to eat, whereas foxes kill them all. Oh, yeah. But he was he. We had a set, a badger set, in this like outhouse. The only reason we found it because I didn't. I'm not really into sort of DIY and practical stuff, so I didn't really go in the outhouse much. Was I went to get the Christmas tree, mm. artificial Christmas tree, and the badger had used it to line the set. The artific- oh, okay. So taken all the branches <laughs> down and lined the inside. So I thought that was. Well, would you get it? Did you take them out and have them put down? Did you? Yeah, good. Yeah, um, yeah. You've just ruined my next thing, but we didn't ruin it because you talked about the things I was going to. Does happen a lot, doesn't it? What you just nick my facts? Yeah, yeah. Because like when you were said of the correspondence, I was going to go. I tell you what, I wonder if it's from, and I could see your face. Like if I got it right, your hmm. face would just. We'll come go, to that. Can you okay. part, can you part that? Yeah. No, I'm not going to guess. So we've been talking about <clears throat> test and trace. <clears throat> yep. I'll say again. <laughs> We've been talking about test and trace. Yeah. Don't really want to go too on about it too much, do we? No. I said a couple of times about how 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 much it really cost, and you were like, "I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've heard twenty two. Yeah. So I looked it up because mm-hmm. we're all about facts and here, mm-hmm. aren't we? Mm. So this is not quite right. Twenty two billion is the budget allocated by the government for the first year of test of trace. Test okay. of trace. Um, Four billion was spent up to the end of October last year. We don't yet know how much the whole of the first year will cost. Right. But they've allocated that, so mm. twenty-two billion is is about right. So the twenty-two billion covers the program in England and contributes to some resources such as COVID nineteen test labs. 
as well. But it's a nice little cycle, full fact. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Is that a .org site? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. It's, really, it's really nicely designed and mm. nicely done. Actually, the uh, the CEO of, of Circo was on the radio the other day defending, mm. how, defending yeah. Well, yeah. how much of a success it's all been. Yeah. Best in Europe, blah, 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 blah. And didn't they um, pay a div out, didn't they? Which everyone went absolutely okay. shit crazy about. Yeah. They paid all their shareholders dividends. And everyone's like, this is our money. It's like, well, it's a private company. So yeah, get over it. Did, did you read about TikTok yesterday? No. Ah, TikTok has agreed to pay $92 million to settle a lawsuit accusing it of misusing artificial intelligence to track and store users' data. Oh, mm. shock. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, uh, TikTok said in a statement, while we disagree with the assertions... Rather than go through lengthy litigation, we'd like to focus our efforts on building a safe and joyful experience for the TikTok community. Hmm. <laughs> AKA, we ain't, <laughs> we're bang to rights. Yeah. Here's some money. All go away, yeah, please. Yeah, it's only 92 million. <laughs> yeah. Ray Walsh, a digital privacy expert at virtual private network provider Pro Privacy, said that TikTok has opted to pay such a massive settlement in this privacy case suggests it knows it wouldn't win. It is obvious that TikTok has the money to fight the case and yet is choosing to pay a huge sum in order to make the case go away. The app's Chinese owner, ByteDance, obviously feels it's better off cutting its losses than gaining more bad press further down the line. Yeah. Doing lots of facial recognition. I guess recording ethnicity mm-hmm. and other other things. Interesting that you should bring that up because I didn't know about that. But one of the things I had for bookmarks was a couple of screen grabs from TikTok this week. So that might be. Or have you been on it again? Well, I'd left it alone because it's like what? Because it's I'm too old. It's not a good use of my time. Yeah, you got twenty thousand views. I can, Actually, can, what 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 what's the latest tally you've got on yours? Because does it does it stay up there? There's me going. It's TikTok. <laughs> Does a video stay up there forever? <laughs> Are you still on there, Mark? <laughs> How many got now? I don't think who that sounds like. <laughs> um, You're really big in Kuala Lumpur. So I went, I have, I sometimes go there just for content. And the reason I went, no, I'll tell you the reason I went That's what everyone TikTok. goes there for. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Rather than just to be traced by the Chinese government. Yeah. yeah. Why did I go Your on? face is in a database now, you know that. Yeah. And your muscles, because didn't you go on there with your top off? Mm, yeah. <laughs> You've been body scanned. You're on there. Mm. I don't know where this popped up, but on somewhere on some social media, it popped up about the serial killer who was on Bullseye. <laughs> it just like literally popped up. It's, yeah. I think I was doing a Google search and you know you have eight things underneath yeah. and everything goes, vitamin D can kill you. Yeah. Amanda Holden wows fans. Oh, and, yeah, this is literally what we've been talking and about. And serial killer on Bullseye. It's just is that how Jim Bowen introduced him? Here's the non-darts player. Is <laughs> this is the serial? What what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> I kill all the innocent people. Are you a darts player? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the non-darts player. I'm allowed out, but I'm not allowed to handle sharp objects. <laughs> so I'm the non-darts player today. Yeah, you shuffled up to the hockey with a chain and ball around his ankle <laughs> and handcuffs. <laughs> Uh, I'll just have a quick look, just wait. Okay. This on TikTok? Is it? Mm. I don't know, I don't go on there. I've deleted it. It's all too scary. This just popped up. Somebody had just sort of literally done a TikTok showing this guy. Yeah. Throwing the darts, and that's the guy throwing the darts. And he's a serial killer. Yep. Oh. 
Um, was he? Was that before or after? Yeah, they strapped Jimbo into the <laughs> to the board. He killed him with darts, <laughs> and then the other guy that used to do the. No, I'd say that. So, the de- <laughs> yeah, don't worry. The, de- the detectives. <laughs> I love the way I tell you to edit things that are just like <laughs> almost libelous, as <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> um, the detectives who brought serial killer John Cooper to justice have described how an episode of Bullseye helped them get their man. Oh, Cooper murdered four people in Pembrokeshire, but escaped prosecution for twenty years until he was convicted for the killings in twenty eleven. Team of police who picked up the cold case used advances in forensic science to catch him in a freeze frame from the episode of Bullseye in 1989. Wow. How many years did he get? 180. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> so the officers noticed similarities between the killings and the modus operandi of John Cooper, a local burglar. Cooper was brought in for an interview, but they got nowhere. They looked back over an artist's impression of the killer and realised they would need to find an image of Cooper from around that time and see if it matched up. Hmm. Then it appeared that he'd been on bullseye and that was the breakthrough of the case. Wow. He was already serving 16 years in prison for a violent robbery. Cool. They didn't bet him very well, did they? No. What was it ITV it used to be on? Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, so that came up on TikTok and I thought, oh, it's like of all... Because when you go on TikTok, it's, um, it just randomly sends you videos, doesn't it, based on what it thinks uh, you like. No idea. Yeah. It's good FYP. What is FYP. Oh, we're not going to get into it. Yes, we so, are. No. Can we can't just spit to a laser like that out. Come on. So it's basically an algorithm. It's for the For You page. Stuff the about algorithm. Bullseye. So send me stuff about Bullseye. Is it listening to you? Yes, because my microphone's on for TikTok. Ah. I turn my microphones on and off at different times. Right. And I sometimes turn them on just out of interest about what gets picked up. Right. So, so literally everything we spoke about in the pod last, last week. Yes. But when you think of the billions of videos, oh yeah, but you know, the algorithm doesn't. Well, it has to work quite hard to be that specific because it was. Well, it can it can go down to one individual and one word and one. Yeah. So, well, this is this is where we're going. It's not to... some bloke in a room like playing no, a tape back, right? In, right. There's a team. So, <laughs> Imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I then thought I'm going to have another go this morning and see if we come up with any gems. So yeah. I'm going to show you. I, I watched for about twelve minutes. So this one comes up. Non-dart player first. Oh wow! You know we were talking yeah, about we it. Were, yeah, yeah. So this is a guy. This is called the biggest scam of the eighties. So the non-dart player yeah. scored one hundred and twenty with his first two darts. Yeah, and he knew which way to throw the darts. Yeah, he's so a ringer, right? He was a ringer. Yeah, which is yeah. going back which to is what, what you said before. Yeah, basically what you're saying. Take a ringer, right? Yeah, but it's interesting that the algorithm has gone almost into the mm. the. We we haven't just said bullseye darts. No, it's literally what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So they then show me a, a video from 1984 of some guys <laughs> doing 120. <laughs> and um, going, ooh, how did I do that? I just threw the darts. So this one has come up, and this is at Pakistani underscore Bants. Okay. It's got some hashtags here, and again, wouldn't necessarily be hashtags that you would think. Mm. And this is the reason I'm reading them out. The hashtags are obviously in the way that they're used in Instagram. People follow hashtags. So I follow hashtag sprinting and hashtag one or two others on Instagram. So the hashtags for this, what I'm saying is this had to be, this wouldn't be my normal, I wouldn't have put these hashtags in. Okay. So it's been sent to me, not because I've chosen these hashtags. If it had said hashtag sprinting. How does it it discern what what, what it's so these were hashtag muslim banter hashtag arab hashtag halal banter why is it sent you that hashtag muslim bants so again none of those fit the criteria i don't, I don't recall any no. episode with <laughs> but you can't really see this what have we just I've recorded only, i've only just done a screen grab mm. 
if you just read the top bit out, it says when you're trying when to, you're trying to save money and you can't quite see it. Is it someone? Oh, it's someone crouched down. Bat. Hold on, is someone crouched by the side of a car? Yes. And we were talking about that in the last episode. Yes. And if they're you not remember, checking their tires, are they? No. Go back a few pods. No. no. What? No. What? Sorry. Wash his car with the water filler. Yes. Is that what that guy's doing? Yes. Whoa. So the algorithm has not... I can't quite see what he's doing there. Yeah, well, I'll I'll, I'll show you the video. And someone is actually speaking to behind him and going, you're spending 20p to wash your car. So that's interesting that you weren't even using those hashtags. Yep. Yet the actual content of the video, which is probably described somewhere. Yes. It's picked up on. But it's picked up on to the degree that there must be other people that have done this. Let's stick with those. But anyway, two very, um, very specific references yeah well three because we've had the serial killer we've had the non-darts player and we've had the guy and we've had the guys doing his car so three things that we've mentioned here okay this is relevant Mm because i I mentioned this in the last pod and um our resident army captain just dropped me a line as because i totally forgot to look it up actually about Mm. we were talking about your ocular migraines migraines yep and what's actually realized said oh there's there's people who can't recognize people's faces Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. army uh, resident army captain sent me this because it was on the Cornish news the other night, mm-hmm. um, which is called prosopagnosia, which, as you all know, Mark, uh, Small is from fishing village next, <laughs> <extra> <laughs> next to Mevagisi. Um It's from the Greek uh, prosopon, meaning face, okay. and agnosia, meaning non non knowledge. Mm-hmm. Also called face blindness, is a cognitive disorder of face perception in which the ability to recognise familiar faces, including one's own face, self-recognition, is mm-hmm. impaired. While other aspects of visual processing, uh, for example, object discrimination and intellectual functioning, i.e. decision making, remain intact. The term originally referred to a condition following acute brain damage acquired prosopagnosia, but a congenital or de- developmental form of the disorder also exists with a prevalence of 2.5%, which is probably doesn't sound like it's probably probably quite high isn't it Mm. uh, weirdly that gives you a list of famous people who've got this condition i don't know why they do that no it's like oh it's someone i've heard yeah yeah but some people don't even recognize their own face look in the mirror and don't recognize themselves Mm. how scary is that yeah or even your family because i think on the news um this article was saying that people go to watch their their kids playing sport and they can't tell which one's which yeah which is terrifying really talking Mm. about facial recognition and things like that can i just throw in a random uh, go for it, yeah. In the spirit of me being less judgmental and more um, embracing, I was listening to some more Sam Harris, and he's had three phone calls with Ricky Gervais. Uh-huh. And although some of the stuff that Ricky Gervais has said I've heard before, I'm enjoying the notion of these podcasts. It's about a 20-minute, 20 25-minute phone conversation. Yeah. And a lot of it is Ricky Gervais explaining stuff to Sam Harris, and quite often it's around his comedy and where he sits. Mm. But he was saying around freedom, freedom of speech, he he would see he would say that basically he's he's quite he morphs into to where he needs to be politically, depending on the audience. Mm-hmm. So he can be left wing, can be right wing, can be you know whatever. Um, but he said like his politics are sort of more left. But it was interesting. He was saying one or two things about Trump. We we're not Sam Harris things, mm-hmm. and he was saying about um, Twitter chucking Trump off. And they said, firstly, and I think a lot of people have said this, is that, that there's a lot of people you could chuck off Twitter. Mm. But secondly, what he was saying was the timing. You could have, for the reasons they chucked him off, you could have chucked him off at any time over. You know, well, over yeah, that's, last... that's what we, we have said that, yes, haven't we? Because we everyone just decided to go. No, we've had enough now. Yes. just as he was coming to the end of his yes. tenure. Yeah. You know? um, which is the, the irony, of course, of a lot of the right-wing politicians now mm. about Biden going bombing Syria, Syria mm. which seems to be very low down in the news. 
Mm. I think if Trump was bombing Syria, we'd be hearing about it. Mm. But anyway, that's by the by, mm. <laughs> by the Biden. Um, <laughs> well, that's a German town, isn't it? No, that's Baden Baden. <laughs> so, oh, I hope, what happens when Biden goes to Baden Baden? Baden. <laughs> it's like the two rallies that come back to life. <laughs> Imagine, that. Imagine the headlines. Yeah, deaf president Baden Baden goes to Baden Baden. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was oh, I? So yeah, so Ricky Gervais was saying that if Twitter does that in terms of taking people out mm. who it doesn't agree with, then it's a publisher, not a platform. Oh yes, and then it lays itself open to if you allow other people. But it is now Facebook's become that telling you know what you know deciding what what it's going to publish and when and you know where and yeah. that's a publisher as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. But it yeah. does. I think legally it's interesting. No, but yeah, yeah, one definitely. of the things that Ricky Gervais said, mm. and this is just this is. Apropos nothing, and I can't even remember the context it was used. I just love the saying. He said, "You shouldn't pave the jungle; you should buy better boots." And I'm probably oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for the next bit. No, yeah, okay. I think to, it's I, to, uh... well. The way I read it is that 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 you adapt to your circumstances rather than changing everything around yeah, you. Changing the environment, yeah, 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 makes sense. But no, you're right. It's got nothing to do with anything. No, but I like it. Good. Should we move on? Yeah. Uh, work life ballet. So we've discussed truth, consciousness, and whether we've actually and whether we actually exist at all. I don't really feel like I exist today. You know, and sometimes you don't feel it's you. Do you ever mm. get that kind of you kind of you look at your hands and they don't feel like your own? Yeah. Do you ever get that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of body sort yeah, of. Yeah, that kind of. Quite often with deja vu, I feel that. It's like I feel... I'm just operating a body. Yeah. You really feel like you're not quite <laughs> connected yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess just questioning whether it, whether you know, is this all real? We're kind of getting into an existentialism. Yeah, I think we need Arc to ease us. back a little. Yeah, but Arc it's... at us. Hold on, this is as far as it goes, really. Okay. Um, those who don't know what it is, well, I kind of did, but I've, I, I'm constantly looking things up on this. I'm learning all the time. I didn't know some of the things you said. I didn't have a cue, cue, cue. Cl- you're right. Clue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to nudge you a seat just to <laughs> <laughs> so you skip that bit. Um, so existentialism is any of various philosophies most influential in continental Europe from about 1930 to the mid-20th century that have in common an interpretation of human existence in the world that stresses its concreteness and its problematic character. Can I just stop you there? Yes. Just read from 1930 onwards, or a couple of words before 1930. From about 1930 to the mid-20th century. So from 1930 to 1950. Yeah, why didn't they just say that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Isn't that, like, isn't that like over in, no? Isn't that <laughs> over intellectualizing something? It's literally our last few podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, totally but just say it, a sentence. No. It was, it was, it was popular for twenty years, nineteen thirty. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I just read what's, but you know, I'm anchorman. Yeah. I just read what's written down. I found this uh, article on Medium from Owen Lloyd, uh, who mm-hmm. says, um, "So why existentialism is the only philosophy that makes any sense?" Oh, I've lost it. Oh, cock. It's good. You're making notes. I like it. I'm trying to write a joke. (laughs) Are you? Yeah. So he says, for centuries, it was generally accepted that everyone alive on Earth had some sort of inherent purpose granted to them by God or the universe or whatever. This theory was known as essentialism, the idea that we all had an essence uh, that we had to abide by in order to live a good life and that was granted to us before we were even born. Then came to the 19th and 20th centuries when fundamental ideals by which mankind had lived for thousands of years were chewed up and spat out by a plethora of new thinkers and philosophers. Among them were some big names like 
Nietzsche. Yeah. And Albert Camus and Martin Heidegger, who I think we have talked yeah. about, yeah. who brought forward the philosophies of nihilism, absurdism, that sounds, <laughs> sounds like us, doesn't it? And, uh, or, and called into question the very essence of being itself. Now, nihilism proposes that life has no meaning whatsoever, no matter what we do, and there is no way we can change that fact. We may just as well do nothing or engage in purely hedonistic lifestyle. Makes sense. Mm. Absurdism characterizes the futile search for meaning within a meaningless existence. <laughs> I have moments like that, I think. Um, and is brought to the fore in Camus's work, uh, L'Etranger. Or l'étranger, yeah. So these ideas were later finalized by Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre, Sartre, all right. In the twentieth century, Sartre. In the twentieth century, and thus the ultimate philosophy for life was created: existentialism. So really, this is about why. What's it all about, Mark? Please tell me. I need some answers. Tell me why. After so, this week, I'm like, why? Uh, why? Looking at your show notes, which I read. Get out my notes. <laughs> I Lucy think, Parker. I, I thought this was on a lower. I thought level. you only got as far as far as the weasels and stoats. Oh, did you think... write about those? I didn't even see that. Oh, right. You've been in my notes. Yeah, a few days ago when you'd written about the why thing. Okay. I thought your notes were at a lower level in terms. All of... right. No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> I don't mean that in a patronising way. I mean, I mean that in um. Yeah, this whole truth and conscience thing is like. Oh yeah. Enough, don't get me wrong. No, enough's enough. I'm I'm playing with fire. Yeah. Weren't you talking more on a, on a, on a sort of day to day basis in terms of yeah almost like I'm just giving the you work some, life you know as we do now I'm just giving you some philosophical yeah. context to which we can start a more mundane and innate yes. chat. <laughs> Going on to the inane in inanism um, is us, isn't it? In my notes, well, my notes in my head notes last week on the course I'm doing, they said, I guess this is my intro to the why stuff. Mm-hmm. Because when I've been thinking about the why, it comes down to this question. And the question on the course is, they said, how will you know when you're happy? Mm. Bearing in mind, the people on this course are like masters of not being happy. Yeah. There wasn't like a lot of response. But is that why you're on this course? I wouldn't say it necessarily is. Because a lot of all the things you read about the reason for being and existing, and whether we do at all in the first place, and most of the mindfulness and the well-being and the self-actualization stuff tend to lead to you having a more fulfilled and happy life. Correct. But then we've talked about happiness and sadness and what's sustainable and kind of having the, that that is that is the place we all should be operating in. Yeah. But we also we all know very well that it's almost impossible to operate at that level certainly all the time. Yeah, certainly you know I mean? all the time. Not yeah. that anyone's going out there with how to be sad. Yeah. And how to be miserable and wallow in your own self-pity. Right? Yeah. We tend not to kind of go there because it doesn't feel feel very nice. But we've also said that sometimes we all need to go there. Yeah. Then you're into, which is probably this, is, I mean, your happy isn't, my happy isn't everybody, you know, any, the next person on your course is happy. Yeah. Et cetera. So all, we're all, you know, collectively, we're all going towards this arbitrary kind of, and hopefully we'll kind of come on to this, which is what we're all trying to hope on the next bit in brain food about why we all want more. Whether that's more money, or whether that's more fulfilment, or whether okay. that's more right. Yeah. So that that is so fitting. So the word I was going to use, and it's really interesting you saying about wanting more, and do we continually have mm. to strive to to mm. increase whether it's emotional wealth or or, or physical yes. wealth? Yeah, yeah. The word I was going to use then instead of happiness is acceptance, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that's coming across on the course for me. Is I don't think I'm going to do. I think it's 34 it sounds weeks. Really, it sounds really unsexy, doesn't it? Well, acceptance. Yeah, but we haven't really... 
don't think we've certainly have not done a kind of episode on that. No. We've already kind of I think we've hit we haven't skirt we certainly haven't skirted around it. We've we've talked about it a lot and even on the the chat with Joe, a lot of that was about acceptance, self-actualization yeah, acceptance. Yeah. And, you, and you've, you've talked about radical acceptance, which yeah. you did a lot of at the moment. But I think the acceptance... It's, it's not just not a sexy word, no, is it? But it's no. really important. Because it goes along with sort of content and okay, doesn't it? It's, it isn't the sort of either end of the continuum. But for me, it's almost kind of accepting where you are and living the moment, isn't it? And try not to live for that live beyond yes. yourself yeah so the meditation is, is riveting yourself yes. to now and accepting yeah and you can that. see why that makes sense it did but the interesting thing today and I, I quite often tell this because obviously i have my course on the saturday is that we have our mindfulness sort of icebreaker and the same person who misses the icebreaker every week was late <laughs> and she went sorry my wi-fi is terrible it's and it's like maybe she just doesn't like icebreakers you know no I mean? no no she really missed it because what happens is they they keep you out of the icebreaker if you're not there at 12 15 oh, on they, the dot you, you, you're not let in fair enough so they let you in at the end of the, the icebreaker ice, right, okay. but they don't tell you what we've been doing oh. which is really difficult to then engage mm. with it but it's like especially when everyone's going <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> oh morning <laughs> well what have i missed oh nothing they're oh. talking about me i knew it <laughs> yeah so the mindfulness was today was that the facilitator gives a couple of sentences and then nominates somebody. Uh-huh. They give a couple of sentences mm-hmm. and they nominate someone else. Yeah. So the facilitator nominated someone, then that person nominated me. Mm-hmm. Then I nominated somebody. And then at the end, you go through your feelings of how that was. Yeah. What did you notice? What emotions? Mm-hmm. And it isn't the most complicated bit of mindfulness in the world. Sure. And you wouldn't think that it had any particular sort of hidden agenda. Mm. But without... Almost without exception, the feedback was, I struggled with that mindfulness because of two reasons. One, who would I choose to do the next three lines? Because if I chose them, then does that mean I like them more than the other people in the group? Oh, your head. And then (laughs) what happened was as the choosing went along and there's three people left, Left, I'm going, please go for her. She, She looks... She looks like she needs to be nominated now. Don't leave her to the end. Right. And are they feeling I'm being left to the end? And the people at the end were going, why wasn't I chosen earlier? Is it because they like the other people? Is it because I don't fit in? This is why they do Was I because I'm last? Yeah, exactly. Mm. But that's the bit for me around acceptance. And the icebreaker was done because on the face of it, it's a group of nine people telling well, accept- a funny story. Acceptance in terms of that's just the process. Someone has to go last. Someone has to be first. Yes. And it isn't based Give up what, the you're do, what you're doing bring. is judging that someone's yeah. choosing you because they like you. They might yeah. be choosing. So one woman said, I chose the, the person to the left of me on the yeah. Zoom. But we all make those judgments. Mm. And I was happy that I was chosen second. Do you know what I mean? I actually yeah. thought. You'd have been yeah. happy with them going first, wouldn't you? On but, that? but if I'd been towards the end, I would have gone, oh, well, it's because I'm the only guy. Yeah. And they're picking I'm on me because I'm old because I've got t- a silly <laughs> hat on. And... <laughs> shit at telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> and I go on so long the course yeah. wouldn't finish. <laughs> But again, the interesting bit about the acceptance there is something as simplistic as that. Acceptance mm. would be, that was a good game. Can we play it again? Mm. But it wasn't. It was, I'm worried who I chose. I'm worried for the people I didn't choose. Mm. And all those criteria. Yeah, and the there purpose was genuine of, the, anxiety. of the facilitator was for everyone to kind of realise how they feel in those. Yes. And one of the people, quite simple one of the people who said something very similar to me agreed with me about the choosing. And they said, the facilitator said, how to deal? How did you deal with that fact? And she said, I recognised that through my choice, no one was going to die. And that took me back to when we've spoken about 
habits and things like the jumping on the drains or touching mm-hmm. things three times mm-hmm. and it's like the world won't end if you don't do that yeah and that was that became an acceptance then didn't it it became that that habits are sort of overtaking targets and aims the aim and the target is just to enjoy the process mm. or just to accept that it's it's mm. a good party game but what happens is your habit goes no i have to load this with yeah concerns or time traveling or second guessing or yeah because i mean the why goes a bit more but is is asking yourself why yeah. why we're we doing anything why we want to do anything yeah can be exhausting yes because there's all sorts of uh i guess arbitrary targets that we're given mm. but in growing up and externally isn't yeah. it pressures yeah. we put on ourselves yeah like you said time traveling what's in the future what you want to be tomorrow what you want to be in a week what you want to be in six months time but time Wait, traveling is also but, for for the course I'm on is about creating a future that that you have no thought you have no you have no factual evidence that that is the future. No one does. No, no. But but, you, but, that is but the people on the course it? are going. I am now creating this future. Yeah, and it becomes reality. Because so it's mindset. the thoughts as facts, which we've talked about yeah. all the time. And I think this is one of the problems of lockdown. Mm. Is that people have got a lot of time to think, and then thoughts become facts. And yeah, I think projecting this is, all these what if yeah. scenario or yeah. you know. And I think we might talk about it in this or the next podcast, but the, the, the responses to the vaccine passport are very much around the thoughts as facts are sort of, yes, we should have it. There isn't a second side to this. We should have it because then everyone's in the world mm. protecting mm. without diving down and going, if you have a vaccine passport to go into Tesco's, mm. what does that mean yeah. for your life going forward? For, for the next society. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean for society? And if there's another outbreak of another disease, you're going to have to have two vaccine passports and... Mm. A little bit of kind of um, circling. So yeah. as well as having uh, a playful curiosity, what the what the why, the yeah. question why, yeah. uh, can also be very loaded, as is the word should. Just a quick thing on the should, because we have kicked it around a little bit, just a tiny little bit, but it's relevant. There's this little paragraph by Hannah Brain, and I'll again put all the links up. When we use the word should, we're not accepting reality. A bit like we're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about things we wish we were. So we're talking about things we wish we were. Uh, but aren't or vice versa. Whenever I used the word should when talking to myself, it was motivated by a lack of self-acceptance rather than encouragement. Yes. Kicking yeah. in our so should. Um, and in the same way, asking why can be provocative, not always negative. Mm. It can be positive as yes. well, can't it? In yeah. terms of curiosity, discovery, that kind of thing. Um, but in the context of, say, asking a team at work why, after they've just presented an idea, can immediately communicate that they've got the wrong idea. Yes, yes. Or it's shit. Yes. Or both. Yeah. It, it can be really loaded, can't it? Yeah. If someone just swans in and goes, so why are we all doing this? It's massively loaded, isn't yes. it? So it's the implied, why do you part of the question that's the problem. This question can take the following forms. Why do you want to do that? Why don't you want to do that? Why do you think that? Why did you think that? Why didn't you do that? And why won't you do that? And why For, aren't you doing something different? Yeah. Which is like the should, isn't it? You, you, you're going, I should be doing that, which means you aren't doing the thing. Yeah. Um, and why kind of does a similar thing. So we can't really talk about why without mentioning Simon Sinek. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And his TED Talk, his books, and the Golden Circle in which he, uh, which his beliefs around your why are embedded. And we'll come to that in a minute. So in Mm -hmm. 2009, Simon Sinek started a movement to help people become more inspired at work and in turn inspire their colleagues and customers. He has used it kind of as a personal kind of discovery and journey, but also applies it to businesses and brands mm-hmm. as well. Um, since then, millions have been touched by the power of his ideas, including more than 28 million who have watched his TED Talk based on the Start With Why, the third most popular TED video of all time. Mm. Now, he created this really little simple thing, which he's kind of dined out on really, called the Golden Circle. 
and start with why. So Sinek explains that why is probably the most important message that an organisation or individual can communicate, as this is what inspires others to action. Start with why is how you explain your purpose and the reason you exist and behave as you do. Sinek's theory that successfully communicating the passion behind the why is a way to communicate with the listener's limbic brain. This is part of our anatomy that processes feelings such as trust and loyalty, as well as decision making. Successfully articulating your why is very impactful to the way we communicate with other humans. Define your particular value proposition, inspire them to act. Sinek's theory that communicating why taps into the part of the listener's brain that influences behavior. This is why the golden circle model is considered such an influential theory of leadership. At an organizational level, communicating your why is the basis of a strong value proposition that will differentiate your brands from others. So Simon Sinek's golden circle is a yeah. bit like um, a dartboard. We've yeah. been talking about bullseye. Um, it's got three rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the outside, it's got what? And the next ring inside, it's got how and in the middle it's got why mm-hmm. so your what every organization on the planet knows what they do these are products or services that, that they sell the how um, obviously in the context of organizations but this can be an individual yeah um, the how some organizations know how they do it these are things that make them special or set them apart from their competition and the why which is uh, what very few organizations know anything about the why is what they want to do why is not about making money that's a result why is a purpose it's a cause or a belief it's the very reason your organization exists and you can then just apply that to yourself as an individual and this is when i think you then start to time travel Oh, only really in the future. Well, no, you, you go forward and backwards, don't you, really, when you think about the why. Mm. Why have I done what I've done to get me here where I am today? Yeah. And why do I want to either carry on doing that or why do I want to stop doing that because I don't like the result of where I am now? Mm. It's pretty agonizing, isn't it? It can be. And just that general, what is the point? Which just, is kind of what I teed up on, at the end of the last step, which is why do we get up in the morning? Why do we go and work? If, we, if we're fortunate not to or not, it depends which way you look <laughs> at it. If you, have, if you have enough money and you have enough security, you don't really have to. People struggle with that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Like footballers finish their career, loads of money in the bank. What are they going to do? Yeah. What's the point of their, of their existence? And I think a lot of people ask themselves that all the time. I know I do. Yeah. Hmm. Do you? I'm just being quiet here for change because I'm just thinking, let me just read something. Yeah. Because I think you said early on, this is the bit that I'm bringing to the table on this. So, I, like, I, so basically, I've, I just kind of covered a little bit of philosophical stuff, a little bit of the kind of the business, which I'm kind of familiar with. Yeah. And that that's my, kind of my reference point is brands, people, yeah, and organizations. And that's that. kind of, that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Whereas I think maybe because I'm out of the sort of working environment at the moment is that I'm looking at in terms of, yeah, more of an individual basis. Mm. And you you said early on in this discussion, it isn't like we can be happy all the time. Mm. But I think we can be accepting all the time. Well, it's like, you know, accepting that you, can, that you can't be happy all the time. Although we said at the beginning, it's a lovely day today, and it is. Mm. The difference between that is, and it's still happening on the weather, and it still <laughs> makes me smile every time. It was like, it's going to be sunny at the weekend. Thank God for that. That's all we can ask for. Thank God it isn't <laughs> raining or windy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's the acceptance, using the weather as the, as the analogy there, the mm. acceptance would be there are going to be rainy days and mm. there are going to be grey Tuesdays and there's going to be winds. Yeah. And, but that's okay because it's about balance. Mm-hmm. If you had sunshine all the time, you didn't have any contrast. Exactly. So therefore the acceptance isn't going, it's a shit day, therefore I'm sad. It's a sunny mm-hmm. day, therefore I'm happy. Did you have more of a asking yourself why 
have you ever been that kind of person where you've kind of gone, why, why am I doing this? Well, you know, what next? Why would I want to, why do I want a career or why do I want to, you know, don't want a career, I want to go work for my, you know, you can still have a career working for yourself, but why, yeah. why do I want to work for myself? Why do, all the choices we have, do you ever th- agonize or think about the why? Or did you, and now you're kind of more in that, I'm just going to accept kind of what it is and maybe not agonize over it or, because there's, there's again, like grade eight gradations of, of why, isn't there? Yeah. How many times you even ask the question? And I found something about there's a t- the teaching philosophy, which is ask five whys, no yeah. more than that, because otherwise you can keep going. You can ask why to every single everything, everything, can't you? That's ever asked of you, you can just go why, why, and just be a, annoying because it, it never has an end. Yes, and I think that's <laughs> that's why I struggle to give the answer then, because my whys aren't perhaps in the examples you've given about. Why have I chosen this career? Why no, I, I don't think that, that's just kind of my reference point. Those yeah, whys yeah. could be, but like my I reference... said, if you've, if you've retired and you don't have to work, then why do you get up and go in the garden? Or why do you not? Why do you stay in bed all day? Why do you go and work down the charity shop, volunteer? Why do you want to go and help a neighbour? Yeah. Whatever but, it is, I'm trying to think of all the but things. But mine's at a micro do. level. So I question, I question my actions as in I question why I count peelings when i'm peeling a potato Mm. why does my brain not just go just peel the potato Mm. why do i have to count or set myself targets Mm. or try and peel one potato with one peel yeah my whys are it's it's all why can't i just it's all trying to understand ourselves and our own and our relationship in the immediate environment or in the world if it's if it's a wider yes but mine are such a micro level it's just it's yeah but you in the kitchen peeling looking out the window you're asking questions about you in that in that moment in that you know just because there's a big question about why is this why are we all here on this planet yeah it It isn't any any big isn't any bigger because the the size doesn't really (laughs) any the bigger than you the world's not bigger than the potato yeah um if i just read this Mm. though this will put it in perspective this this came um on an insta story this morning and it just i think it's slightly idealistic this but Mm. this did make me think this morning and i think it very much refers to your we can't be happy all the time Mm. so it said the shit that makes your heart beat faster and your eyes glow when you do it or talk about it No matter if it's hiking, yoga, gardening, painting, sex, meditation, photography, going for walks, helping others, just do that. Do it as often as you can, because that's what life is about. Creating as many passionate, happy moments as possible. Don't let anyone stop you from doing the things you love, not even yourself. Mm. And okay, that is a little bit idealistic and is a little bit Mm. poetic. But there isn't an element there about the not even yourself, is that Sometimes with, I feel personally, I'm so busy asking the question why that I don't go, just go and do something that will make you smile. Yeah. You know, you don't have to answer all these questions. It's analysis paralysis. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. yeah. So you don't even get to, you know, bless him. I, I have painted one picture from Wayne. I want to paint, <laughs> but I'm so busy asking the question why. Yeah. That I haven't yeah, yeah, got yeah, the pain. It can out. Stop. I think it was the point about the five whys because you've got to get to a point where you've got to you've got to do something, you've got to make a decision, haven't you? Yes. You either just forget that you want to know any more about yeah. it or stop, you know, scratching that itch. Yeah. Yeah. I think the paralysis the peanut, bit is a good is, is a good analogy, yeah. Um I've got to move it on. And we can keep talking about I have to roll some stuff over because I think there's there's a few more things to explain. Let's okay. see what see what we're getting brain food. So I wanted to have a quick look at why we perhaps as humans want more than we probably got mm-hmm. um or need when it, yeah absolutely so it's not always negative uh, to want to better yourself and improve yourself and the world around you but you can still do that with less can't you yes. we can still improve ourselves with less we can still 
find fulfillment with less. But I think sometimes we confuse the two. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the kind of kind of society, you know, the, the consumer pressure. society, yes. yeah. society of consumption that we're in. Yeah, that we might think no, to get more means more success, means more happiness. Mm-hmm. Just very briefly, I did um, <laughs> an Insta story about three months ago, and it was a picture of an Apple phone box, mm. and it went. You've got four of these, chuck them away. You don't need them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then I looked yeah. and I did. Yeah. And it's that bit about, it's quite a nice box. It mm. somehow has some sort feels, of presence yes, about yeah, it. It's quite expensive. And the way it comes off, it's like, it's an effort to open yeah. it, isn't it? It's very sort of yeah. a special feeling when you're unpacking it. Mm. The point I'm making is that I, every time I get a new iPhone, there's that sort of excitement, which is extinguished very quickly by mm. going, it looks pretty much the same. So it feels... The pictures are a wee bit better. Mm. There's that, a kind of that, a, yeah, it's kind of that newness it. and the freshness and yeah, the maybe that kind of feeling that you're going to start again and you're going to yeah. improve blank slate and all that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, this time I'm not going to use all my memory up yeah, on, on screenshots. screenshots. <laughs> and then you find out that they've now ripped you off by not giving you headphones or yeah. not giving you a charger and you and just you ha- go, why on earth do I keep buying this yeah. shit? And, and have you kept the box because that box feels like, well, it's got to be 100. If the thing's 800 quid, yeah. that box has got to be worth 100 quid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Rather than 50p. And so that is on that cycle. And I'm I'm as guilty as, as, as the next person, I think, of just, you know, I could manage with this iPhone for the next three, four, five years. Oh, yeah. yeah but, we, but we don't, do we? No. So I had a li- little look at um, something around greed. I found this article by uh, Laura E. Ag- Alexander, Assistant Professor of Religious Studies. Uh, University of Nebraska, Omaha. That sounds cold. Does sound cold, yeah. There's a little section she did, uh, which is entitled Anxiety and Injustice. And she put the work of the 20th century theologian, uh, Reinhold Niebuhr, on human anxiety offers one possible ex- explanation for what might drive people to seek more than they already have or need. Mm-hmm. Niebuhr was arguably the most famous theologian of his time. Niebuhr said the human tendency to perpetuate injustice is the result of a deep sense of existential anxiety, which is part of the human condition. In his work, The Nature and Destiny of Man, Niebuhr described human beings as creatures of both spirit and nature. As spirit, human beings have consciousness, which allows them to rise above the sensory experiences they have in any given moment. Yet at the same time, he said, human beings do have physical bodies, senses and instincts like other animals. They are part of the natural world and are subject to the risks and vulnerabilities of mortality, including death. And together, these traits mean that human beings are not just mortal, but also conscious of that mortality, which is the important part of this. This Mm. juxtaposition leads to a deeply felt anxiety, which, according to Nabur, is the inevitable spiritual state of man. So to deal with the anxiety of knowing that they will die... Nibir says that human beings are tempted to, and often do, grasp at whatever means of security seem within their reach, such as knowledge, material goods, or prestige. In other words, people seek certainty in things that are inherently uncertain, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. It took a while to get to the, the, mm-hmm. the nub of that, mm-hmm. but I guess we all kind of feel quite insecure, don't we? We need to kind of create security for ourselves with that shelter, with that heat. Yeah, well, the brain kind of, is, is self-preservation, isn't it? Mm. It's constantly, so that tends to be looking for risks mm. is the how, thing we but said. how we've developed where we like you said the need we, we haven't ever needed all these things all the things that surround us now arguably we've never needed them no. for thousands of years no. but now we always feel that we're feeling more pressure that we need to surround ourselves with these things but the, do you think the greed then becomes i mean i'm just thinking of televisions that in my, in my dad's bless him he bought a, a television cabinet back in the day yeah which has a 17 inch tv but he would never get a bigger tv even when his sight was going because it wouldn't fit in, in the, the cabinet. cabinet yeah and it was like the cabinets had its time and place yeah. so he used to watch something about the size of a, mm. 
a sort of tablet. But it was interesting from my standpoint when I'd go in and see him watching, thinking, you've only got a couple of years left to live. You need a bigger TV. You need more colour and more sound. Yeah. And and he didn't. It wouldn't have brought yeah. any greater satisfaction and it wouldn't have fitted <laughs> in the cabinet. Yeah. But my first thought was, I'll make my dad happy. I'll go and buy him a massive TV. Mm. And we went down to my sister's house. My sister has basically a home cinema. And my dad came back and went, it was so big, I couldn't keep up with it. Mm. You know, trying, he's trying to look yeah, at all the yeah. people playing rugby. It was and too, it was, much, it was too much. It was too him. much. It mm. was sort of visual overkill. And so I think that thing... And the TV is just a prime example. TVs have got to be bigger and better and have more mm. things and access yeah. to more channels. And it's like, there's never enough now, is there? No. We've still only got four hours of an evening to watch. Yeah, it's true. But we have got now yeah. millions of hours to choose. It's just more choice. But you do feel you need to have that opportunity to, I don't know, just have it there. It doesn't really yeah. matter that you're never going to use it. The number yeah. of channels that people must never even look at. Mm. It's like the minimalist movement. Which is obviously uh, big. Minimalists have, have done their done their part in the last few years around that, but they've kind of obviously found the virtues of removing things, yeah, um, and removing that kind of, I guess, the anxiety that comes with collecting things, surrounding yourself with things, yeah. Because when, when it kind of that that article just said about knowledge and physics, you know, then you think, well, about the books we surround ourselves with mm. information on the internet, and mm. you know, I've got staring at two laptops here and. Mm. You know, we're all staring at a screen, aren't we? We're just the, the thirst for wanting to know more, wanting to be on the curiosity, the why bit, yeah. wanting to know why to almost everything we can. Is this the word? It's that kind of real fear, isn't it? Well, you, it's the fear of missing out yeah. big time. It's about yeah. every single element. Because, on, on every level. It's yeah. not just, oh, those, those people have got, you know, wearing those clothes, I'd like to wear those clothes, or that person's got that watch. Yes. It's almost everything. I want to know why. What's driving the decisions behind, you know, like you said, the, the, the about, Twitter, about Twitter being a platform or a publisher, or yeah, you know, people like us just kind of go, I want to know why. So what, here's, here's why? a wide question for you because you mentioned watches. Mm. Watches are a passion of yours, yeah, and you haven't really shared it. You told me once <laughs> mm. that you have a number of watches. Yeah, I do have a number of watches. Yeah, but um, it's the classic that you can only wear one. At, well, I couldn't. I could wear them all at my arm. <laughs> it looks a bit silly, but you can only wear one at a time. But the point I was going to make, I can think, I can see from a watch. Firstly, can have, you know, it can, it can have an intrinsic value in terms of its beauty or its design or mm. or the feelings it, it it gives you. But quite often. I've seen it in the past where there's been, especially like sort of, you know, big rappers who've got a sort of a half million pound watch mm. that is just ostentatious. Yeah. It is just like you might as well have a pile of banknotes on your wrist. And in yeah. end, all it can do is tell tell the time. No, you're right. But it's making a statement. It but is, it's, make, it's going beyond. Yeah, it is going beyond. And again, everyone will have that line where that expensive watch becomes obscene. Yes need to move on but there's a couple of things i haven't done but we might have to roll them over um, Can roll them over so we have some mailbag i'm gonna change my position <laughs> to a fof box yeah because you're gonna throw something at me aren't you metaphorically i mean yeah well physically it might be <clears throat> okay yeah. okay so do you want do you want to have a guess at what this might be the only guess I was going to make... Yeah. No, I won't guess. You mentioned someone in the last episode. I did. Yeah. A lady that you mentioned in the last... Not Nina Fedorsky. <laughs> I dropped Nina Fedorsky a line. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, um, the door's moving. <laughs> and you haven't seen her in 40 years. 
You haven't. Have you heard from her in 40 years? No. Uh, you're just about to. It's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> She's not here, by the no. way. No, okay. Because we couldn't, you know, obviously guidelines. Yeah. I wrote to her. Okay. And, <laughs> I'd and love she, to see the letter you and wrote. She, and she replied. So you've just read to me something that not anyone else is going to hear. Yeah. But you're, you're slightly and, awkward inquiring. And Nina replied, this is just amazing. We did Shakespeare class together. Can you imagine that? And he introduced me to you too. <laughs> it's got to be the right one, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, it's a chance in a million, but you've got the right Nina. Uh, send him my best wishes. I'd love to know what he's 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 gone on for the last 40 years. And in brackets, she's put crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Exclamation mark. Yeah. I mm. think she, maybe she has been keeping She knows me better than us all, yeah. <laughs> Um, what an amazing coincidence. Now, I sent the link to that. I sent the link to the pod in the first correspondence. He said, the podcast looks amazing too. Would you believe I only came across Wabi Sabi this year? <laughs> and uh, Kintsugi, which I haven't looked up yet. No. Um, I guess all that King Lear made Mark into a philosopher or a licensed fool or something. <laughs> <laughs> Harlequin reference. <laughs> okay, right. I thought that might have been some kind um, and I said, oh, thanks so much for getting back to me. I'll do pass on your best wishes. Um, is it okay if I read this message out in the next episode? She said, yes, please do. And send me the link. Ha ha. Great. That's chance. lovely. That's lovely. So, um, Although I did say it's a romantic poet. So I've been a stand corrected if it was Shakespeare. There we are. We did do King Lear though. So yeah, that's cool. Thank you for doing uh, that. I will hook you up. Oh, life hacks. Uh, crack on. We're running over time. Mm. An orange with a peel. So here's a little orange. What have you got there? You carry on. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> you can't do that in front of me. Yeah. Um, for, if you've got an orange, how do you peel an orange, Mark? Do you just kind of put your thumb into it? No. And... Do you want to know? No. Okay. That's why I asked you. Um, I cut it into four and pretend it's half time in a football match and eat it that way. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you if you cut off the top and bottom, yeah, right. You're not listening, yeah. you're doing something else. No, put, sorry, put, I'll put, put it down. I'll put the book down. I'm not going to tell people what you're reading. King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you cut the top and the bottom of the orange off. Yeah. Right? And then just put a slice across the, across the skin, mm. and then it unrolls with all your segments all kind of lined up on the skin. I did it this morning. It yeah. works. It's brilliant. Good. Uh, bear necessities. Right, this is one that could save your life. Yeah. If you ever encounter, Have you ever encountered a bear? No. Okay. Uh, but if you do, mm. remember this rhyme. If it's brown, lay down. Yeah. If it's black, fight back. Mm. If it's white, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is amazing. Yeah, that's it's good, isn't it? That's saving lives. Yeah, remember that. That yeah. might uh, get you out of trouble. And last one uh, on the tape measure. Have you ever noticed the little black diamonds? So the black diamonds, as they're commonly called, uh, <laughs> sometimes shown as black circles instead, are actually stud or joist marks. Okay. Whilst not featuring on all tapes, stud marks frequently appear at 16-inch intervals and joist marks at 19.2-inch intervals. The centre of one stud is generally positioned 16 inches from the centre of the stud before it, hence the 16-inch stud mark. Joists, on the other hand, are generally spaced 19.2 inches from the centre of the joist before it. Whilst this may be pretty odd measurement, many American building materials, such as boarding, etc., typically come in 8-foot lengths. 19.2 divides perfectly 5 times into 8 feet. Okay. Ah, have you followed me? Right. I don't want to be a killjoy or someone that just continually mm. casts aspersions on this feature. Mm. That is measuring tautology. So what you've just described mm -hmm. is a tape measure yeah. that has inches along one edge. 
Yes, as well as... And the life hack is to have two marks of 19 and a half. No, you've... these marks are all along the thing. But you've got it all along the thing because yeah, you've you... got 19 and a half. Yes. You've got 39. Yeah, but you can quick... You've got 58.5. Yeah, but people 5. don't have the noodle like you have, do they? People but can't it's... add these things up. They're not Rain Man, all right? Okay. So you, whilst I was doing that, rudely got out the, <laughs> the wizard sleeve. Viz 2020, what's the latest one? Yeah. Look at you. I'm going to take a picture of this. We so, we, look, we don't normally have a picture of you in... <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, do, I'll do that. Right, I'm taking a picture now. A bit more, a bit higher. <laughs> you can I just see want to see your hat. Hold on. So I just thought a little bit of balance. So I haven't even read these, but I'm just going to shove them out very quickly because I think these might beat yours. Right. Okay. Although this is not competition, Mark. Seafarers, don't put your life jacket on until after you've fallen in the water. Otherwise, you won't feel the benefit. <laughs> Right, good. Librarians, save time shushing people by simply releasing air from a bicycle tyre every time a patron makes too much noise. <laughs> You've got to do three. You've got one more. Then I have to move you on. You can have your little Viz annual life hacks in the next episode, okay? Look at your little face. <laughs> Honestly. This isn't a top tip. This is just an observation because okay. we've been talking about televisions. Yeah. You hardly ever see those TVs with the big backs anymore. Good point. Yet microwave ovens seem reluctant to move with the times and embrace this more up-to-date plasma technology. Come on, microwave companies, let's go flat screen and drag our kitchens kicking and screaming out of the 90s. Very good. Bravo. That's all we have time for. Uh, that's it for this episode. Well done for getting this fine. Thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'mFineCast and send your feedback and ideas to I'mFineCast at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us a five-star review if on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two. In the next episode, we're going to talk about risk. Oh, Yeah. Good, that, it? So um, mm. we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.